This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. There was a group of Sadegor Hasidim. They'd lived quite far from their Rebbe, and unfortunately, it cost quite a bit of money to make the trip across the Austrian border to the town of Sadegora to visit their Rebbe, Rabbi Avraham Yaakov. And so, since nobody could really afford the trip, the community had an idea that everyone would donate a small amount of money, and then several times a year for Chagim, and when there were special events with the Rebbe, the money in the general pot would be used to send one of the Hasidim to represent the whole community there. And so when the time came, there was a lottery, and the winner of the lottery would get an all-expenses-paid trip to the Rebbe, representing the entire community. And when the Chassid arrived in Sadegora, the Rebbe understood that this wasn't just a personal visit, but this was somebody representing the entire community. And so the Tzaddik would invite this person into his house and listen very intently to all the details of everything that was going on in the community. And he would ask questions as well. He would say, and what's with this family? And what's with this Bachar? Is he getting married yet? The Rebbe remembered everyone. And at the end of the visit, the Rebbe always gave the representative of the community a pure silver coin. And these coins were collected over the years by the community and put in a special place in the shul. And since they did this for many years and they sent people many times a year, they had accumulated a large amount of silver coins from the Rebbe. In one year... A month before Hanukkah, the leaders of the community got together and called a special meeting in the shul. The head of the community, he stood up and he said, Listen, you know we have a huge collection of these coins, these silver coins from the Rebbe, and they're worth quite a lot of money at this point. I think it's time for us to use them for a holy purpose. I think we should take them to a God-fearing silversmith who will melt them down and shape them into a large, beautiful Hanukkah menorah. The crowd was listening. And then the head of the community continued, and he said, this menorah is going to have a special place in our shul. On Hanukkah, we will auction off to the highest bidder every night of Hanukkah, the schut, the privilege of lighting the special Hanukkah. And the money that's raised will be used for the communal needs, including the tzedakah funds for helping the poor and the sick, and helping marrying off new brides. And the community was very happy with this. They took a vote, and it was unanimous. The coins would be used to make a Hanukkah that every year would be auctioned off to light the wicks on the Hanukkah. And so, a month later, when the first night of Hanukkah came, both the men's and women's section of the shul were packed, even more than on Yom Kippur. There was hardly any room to breathe. Everybody was staring at the southern wall of the shul, where the beautiful new silver menorah was sparkling. And the auction began. And slowly, the bids went higher and higher and higher until all the poor people, and even those who were not so poor, had to drop out of the bidding. And only the wealthy people were able to go to higher and higher amounts, which they did very quickly, until, in the end, on the first night, the first candle was given to Reblipa, the timber merchant. And with a great deal of emotion, he said the brachas with intense concentration. And then everyone shouted, Amen! 
Ayn! And there was a loud echo in the shul. And then he reached out his arm and lit the shamash, and then lit the candle for the first night of Hanukkah. And the same thing happened for the next seven nights. All the wealthy Hasidim were trying to outbid each other, the price going higher and higher, while the poor Hasidim in the community realized that they would never, ever get a chance to light this Hanukkah. But at least they were there to see it, and at least they could answer Amen. And for the most part, they accepted their fate. But there was one person who couldn't accept this. It was Reb Baruch the Tinsmith. He was such a dedicated chassid to the Rebbe, and so bound with love, that it pained him so deeply that he didn't have the chance to personally light the Chanukiah made with the Rebbe's silver coins. Not once, and possibly not ever. And that year, all of Hanukkah passed, and even though Reb Baruch would bid in the beginning, there was no way that he could reach the sums of money that were being bid by the wealthy Jews. And it was a difficult winter, dreary and dark, but not for Baruch, because Baruch made up his mind. He was going to work an extra hour every day and take the extra money that he made and put it in a special bundle so that he would have enough money to bid to light the Hanukkah the next year. And the months went by, the month of Tishrei with Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot and all the holidays came. And even though it cost quite a lot of money to celebrate Tishrei, somehow Baruch held on to most of the money. And he was waiting, 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 constantly adding one coin after another, waiting for Hanukkah to come. And then, just one month before Hanukkah, Baruch's wife became ill. And he went to all of the doctors, but nobody could help her. And so Baruch didn't have any choice except to take her to the big professor in the big city who unfortunately cost a lot of money. And the only extra money that Baruch had was the money that he'd been saving up to light the Hanukkah. Thank God, the treatment worked and his wife had a full recovery. But Hanukkah came and Baruch was broke, just like the year before. And once again, the bidding began. And Baruch was so frustrated. He'd been so close to being able to bid for the Hanukkah. He worked so hard all year, saving the extra money. And he watches the first night goes by, and the second night, and the third night, and the fourth night. And Baruch is watching the Chanukiah being lit by another person and another wealthy Jew. And he's eating his heart out, and he's saying, I don't understand Hashem. I worked so hard for this. And then the fifth night comes, and the sixth and the seventh, when the time came for the eighth night of Hanukkah. The bidding began, and Reb Baruch knew he had no chance. So he pushed his way to the front of the shul, and he jumped onto the bima, and he says, Listen, my sweetest friends, listen, listen, stop the bidding, you need to listen to me. And everyone quieted down, said, This is the second year that I, a simple chassid and tinsmith, have been consumed with the desire to light the Rebbe's Hanukkah. For a whole year, I worked extra time, putting aside money so that I would be able to bid with the wealthy chassidim here, coin by coin, hour by hour. I did everything so that I would have the schut, the merit, to light the Chanukiah this year. And then my wife got sick, and all of the money went to help her. And let me tell you, my sweetest friends, I can't take it anymore. I need to light the Chanukiah this year. So I have an idea. My little rundown house is worth 300 crowns. I'm going to give my house to the shul. And I'll continue to live in it, but every month I'll pay rent to the community until I paid off the house. Please accept my offer and let me please light the Hanukkah this year. The community was so impressed by the sincerity and the innocence and the purity of Baruch's plea that everyone said together, 
Mazel Tov Baruch. The community accepts. Please light the Chanukiah. And Reb Baruch was shaking when he took the Siddur to say the brachas. And he said them with such kavana and such deep intention that there wasn't a dry eye in the shul. Everybody understood that this was not a wealthy Jew lighting a Chanukiah. This was a chassid who was so connected to his Rebbe. He was willing to do anything just to have that connection with this special Chanukiah. And even though the years after that, Reb Baruch couldn't afford to light the Chanukiah again because he never had the money, especially when he was paying off his house for so many years. But the community said, we never saw a lighting of the Chanukiah like when Reb Baruch lit it the second year on that special Hanukkah night. Hanukkah Sameach, my sweetest friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you also to all the people who sent me messages and emails. I really appreciate them. And especially to the Sachs family in Scottsdale, Arizona. Thank you so much for your support. I want to bless everyone that the light of Hanukkah should shine into our hearts all year round. If you'd like to become a supporter of this podcast, you can do so by going to my website, HasidicStory.com. You can just do a search for my name, Barack Holman, or search for Hasidic Story Project, and you'll see the website come up. Thank you so much. Zai gesund. Chanukah Sameach.